0: Do my thing. I want to get into it man you know that like goes like a sex machine man moving it, doing it you know can i count it off 1 2
1: three, four. One, 2 3, four. One, two, three. One, 2 3 1 2 3 1 2 1, two, one, two, one, one, one. welcome 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 to the African American man podcast show the tough love messenger i am your host King Vision. Our message and agenda is encouraging accountability, leadership among the African American man within our communities. You can find us at ITRNradio.com. Yeah, welcome, welcome, welcome. I hope everybody had a very nice Fourth of July. And now that we're in the midst of one of Stevie Wonder's songs, Hotter Than July. All across the United States, it is smoking. And if it continues like this, black folks, African Americans, and Africans have the advantage. Everybody that has melanin will survive. Others, they'll be looking like lobsters. So, anyway, we're going to get started on the show. Lady Future, let's clip it.
0: They enslaved the community. They ins- at least they fed the slaves. They don't even feed their communities.
2: Right, but not every black person is a gang member. At one point, every black person in America none, below below the Mason-Dixon line per- was a slave. Every
0: black person have been oppressed by the Crips and the Bloods. Every black person have had some type of oppressed, killing, murdered, been bullied by the Crips or the Bloods. I'm telling you that as a black person. Tookie used to take the the youth worker snack lunches and smash the apples on their head. They started out bullying the community. They never stopped. They never stopped. So what? There's been nothing good in 50 years. They don't have a foundation. They don't have a tie shop. No laundry match. They don't have nothing but death and destruction. So I'm saying, how they don't how they hadn't been worse than slavery? At least at one point they let the slaves free. They ain't even freed us from it yet.
1: Now, Charleston White, you know, he has this way of communicating. And that's one of the things that I'd like to talk about is how we communicate when we have a mic in front of our face, or shall I say our mouths. Um, I'm from the generation where... You try to speak with respect. You try not to use the N word. But besides that, I don't really care for the delivery, but everything that that young man has said is right on point. And I'll share an incident that I had with the Crips. And this was in the middle of the 90s, right? So I was at a club and it was predominantly black. And um, I'm dancing with this young lady And I see her keep looking behind her. And eventually, I, what's wrong? You know, she's moving a little bit. Well, this guy was touching her um, back parts. And so when she moved, I noticed and I saw it myself. And so I said something to him. Well, the next thing I know, he starts throwing all these signs up in the club. And the next thing I know, I start seeing all these brothers coming from out of nowhere. So this is the part about the bullying. The other part that could have created an issue, because this was in the mid-90s and my son was born in 93. Well, I left the club, took the person I was there with home. But here's the other part of this story. I went and got my peacemaker. And I was on, on my way back, but I started talking to myself personally. I can't leave my son, and is it really, really worth it? But the other interesting part, as those Crips started coming to that club more and more and more, all of the professional Black men stopped coming to the club, and as a result, the club closed because of that element. So he's right, and I'm talking about a personal experience that I had. Lady Future, let's clip it. You, when you grow up yeah. in the hood, we can all be gangster. Right, yeah, I, right. I watch
2: Ziggin do this my whole life. When you grow up in the bricks, you know what it is. Mm. I know Ziggin's and then Rikers serving life that I grew up with, that I used to play in the playgrounds with. Bro. I just chose not to go to that park with them. Mm. I time, went yeah. somewhere else. I chose to do other things. My mother was like, street lights come on, bring your black ass upstairs. Yeah. My dad was like, I was more afraid of my dad's belt. Than anything, So that kept me right. out of trouble. When you young black men without fathers get into a lot more trouble. Right. A mother is different than a father. Right. A father will strike fear in your ass. A mother, right. you could argue it. At a point, a boy, 13, 14 years old, mm. Ma, I could
1: take you. Right. Nah, I got hair
2: on my... Now, right. You can't take me. Holy Those shit.
1: slaps don't work. Those belts don't hurt. You know, this is one of the Wayne brothers, and I don't know if many of you recognize the voice, but I say this to say, you know, they started living color, and it was a whole lot of the wans. So, you heard the young man mention his father and his mother. And that's going to be the key to our community. African American, Black men have to come back to the community. You have to come back to the families. You have to raise your son. You have to raise your daughter. Your presence needs to be felt. And the blessing that we have out of all of this, we have our black African-American sisters riding with us. And I know they're about tired of this because can you imagine being part of a race that you know that is the first race on earth? We come from kings and queens and our African-American black men have abandoned our community. Can you imagine, it's a one of the whole, community is not depressed. So at the end of the day, whatever happens to us in the next 25 to 40 years, as I state before, the African-American man, you own this. Lady Future, let's clip it.
3: I'm gonna get it used to talk to the old when the old get in the hood used to talk you can use to sit down and listen to them that was the game that we received when i left and went to prison to come back home social media done took this shit over nobody listened to the old you no more think about this shit. You got the old niggas that done been through everything. They know it's like in the 60s, 70s, going to prison, coming home, going back again. They know it's like smoking dope. They know it's like getting off dope. They know what it's like to go through all this shit. And we don't want to listen to them and hear these stories. But we are sitting here and listen to some young niggas that ain't never done a niggas nigga thing. But talk on the microphone, yeah, I'm gonna kill a killer, nigga. I shot a nigga 32 times. You, can, you ain't in jail yet? Come on, homie, let's be realistic, Because ain't nobody, ain't nobody questioning the young nigga no more.
1: Again, I'm sure you can tell by the verbiage. And again, there's a mic in front of his mouth. And the words that he's choosing to describe a condition. But again, as I say, I don't like the delivery, but he's on point with the content. And that's just on, if you come from the streets, you still should be able to learn something. Because at the end of the day, when you get older, you do come back to the older brothers. But like he said, the reality is, it's so far gone, the older brothers don't even want to talk to the young brothers. And I put some numbers down. You know, the baby boomers... Their years was 1946 to 1964. So I used the latter date, 1964. So to me, in my opinion and vision, by 2045, people that were born in 1964, they'll be 81 years old. So it's pretty safe to say anyone that's 81 years old, by 2045, that culture is not going to be able to make an impact in our community based on present respect and lack of respect. Then I looked at Generation X. They're from 1965 to 1980. I use 1980 being the latter year. By 2045, they'll be 65 years old. And as the present culture, the brothers that are 65 now versus the brother that's 65 in 2045, I don't know if they're gonna be able to impact the community in a positive light. Then I wanna step further. I looked at the millennials, but back in the day, we call them Generation Y. That year is 1985 to 1995. Use the latter number 1995. By year 2045, they'll be 50 years old. Will the African-American man be involved in the community? Would his focus be on helping the community? What kind of community will we really, 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 really have? And we gotta stop saying, oh, man, it's going to be horrible. No, no, no. We need descriptions. And I'll talk about some of the descriptions later on in the show. Lady Future, let's clip it.
4: Unlike the rest of Black people in this country, my life has been. I grew up in Atlanta, Georgia. Would you guys think Start a lot of time popping with Freak Neat or with, with LaFace Records. Um, Atlanta's had a, a black middle class and rich, again, to be honest, 120 years. Yes, they have. Mm-hmm. You know, Alonzo Herndon, Herman Russell, John Wesley Dobbs. You know, I could literally just name a litany of people that literally were the highest of the high in America in terms of influences. Vernon Joyne. When you start looking at, even on the conservative side, Herman Cain, when you start looking at a black child Who's all his heroes and villains look like him? Mm. If my grandparents are arguing over politics, it wasn't oh, I all mean, the white folk won't let her have my granddad's like this oh, then. <laughs> <laughs> got control of this budget bed. And my grandfather and grandmother be like, well, I'm still gonna vote Democrat. And my granddad was like, well, I'm small, you know what I mean? I grew up, I grew up in a world that mm. felt fair because my schools were black, my teachers were black. They went to black universities and colleges. They expected nothing but excellence out of us. I went to a school night for Frederick Douglass High School, put me on a pathway straight to Morehouse. Morehouse. Didn't have three white teachers my whole life. Didn't live under white rule my whole life. You know, when our white folks got money in Atlanta, that's that's definitely mm-hmm. capitalism and politics work hand in hand. But they worked in a way that since Maynard Jackson, Maynard Jackson say, hey, I'm mayor of the city. You want to do business with the city, you got to have 29% black participation in ownership. And I
1: can tell most of you can, So that's Killer Mike. He grew up in a community, as he stated, and many of us grew up in a similar community. And when I mean similar, I mean our parents and our grandparents, they had expectations of us. They held us to a higher standard. They wanted us to be better than them. And they sacrificed their life to ensure that. That was the goal. And if we're looking at our community right now, and you're saying to yourself that we have the highest level of excellence, I don't need to bring up things like BET, the Grammys, how we conduct ourselves, the NAAC uh, awards, the Image Awards, uh, Essence Awards. Um, Just on the entertainment alone, i don't know that that's the highest level of excellence and again that's just my opinion lady future let's clip it a lot of mothers keep kids coming back to them
4: fathers build families there's a very big difference so if you notice this the reason why we cry so much about fathers their absence and that you know there aren't any families we giving big mama too much credit thank god she was there but what we were really missing Big Mama wasn't the glue. She was the person where we all loved and she, we all had a central reason to be together. But there was no family. That's why when Big Mama left, it looked like it was, it was dispersed. It was never together. This is why if you look at when grandfathers were there, we had family. We had people talking to each other. We had people working together. We had people planning together. Because women keep people loving them.
1: Fathers are the ones who build family. This is why fathers are important. Yeah, and, and, you know, that's a very, very, very um, interesting statement that the brother made because when I reflect back on when I learned how to cut grass, when I learned how to change a a faucet and a washer, uh, how to edge, um, responsible uh, for the dogs, responsible for my pigeons, it was my father that decided it's time for these kids to get responsibility. And what he meant by responsibility, not just this is your week, every other week, you have to do the dishes. And my brother, every other week, he had to mop the floors in the bathroom. I had to mop the floors in the kitchen. Those are chores. Chores are good. Chores just teaches you how to keep the house as a certain standard. But responsibility is when you either have children or you have animals. And what he means by that, somebody is relying on you for their, for their liability, or should I say for their life. And that makes a difference when you got to make sure you got to be home by a certain time to feed the dogs. You got to change the water. I got to be home to take care of the pigeons. I got to feed them. I got to change the water. I gotta work the dirt. That's responsibility. And that's what fathers would give the African-American young boy. And since there's no African-American fathers in the family, and since there isn't a family, everything falls on the mother. And when you abandon the community, when you abandon the family, you are basically saying in today's lifestyle, There's no way that a family or a person can raise a family with one income. There has to be two incomes just based on the cost of living right now. So again, African-American fathers, anything that happens to this community, the more it is uh, denigrated, the more that there's no businesses in the community, because trust me, If you don't generate any kind of income, if your household medium is almost at poverty, why would there be a target in your community? Why would there be a Walmart in your community? Why would there be gas stations? And let's not forget, add to that, and the crime rate and the gangs in the community. Just on security, liability alone for big corporations, they'll close up and they'll leave. And that happened in a lot of the communities in Los Angeles after the Watts riot. And you especially see it in Detroit in the 1967 riots. So if they haven't come back and the cost of living is going up, we have no community, we have no village. The African-American man has turned his back. And because it's been 50 years that we're celebrating hip hop, it only took 50 years to destroy our community. And in many cases, many people that I talk to, many of my colleagues, they don't think we can turn this around. Me personally, I know that it can, but what it's gonna take is the unity of people that are like-minded, and we say like-minded, but I'd like to add, they walk it like they talk it. Those are the people that need to join forces. Lady Future, let's clip it.
2: We now have the ability to build our own banking system. We can take Web3 and create our own media and distribution and industries. We no longer have to beg them to treat us right because now, damn it, we got the ability to treat ourselves right. And when somebody asks you what the future is, it is now, it is you, it is us, and it is us getting our power, freedom, justice, equality, and equity, and giving
1: ourselves reparations. Did you hear the passion in that brother's voice? Okay, so there are people that are feeling like we're not going to win. And when you start hearing, we have this, we have this, we have the ability to do this, we have the ability to do that. Basically what he's saying underline, there is no excuse. And the only excuse when you break it all the way down you're gonna see as the African-American man. And you hear all the stats, the African-American man abandoned the community, but now what African-American man should you collaborate? And that's where I feel like the African-American man from the baby boomer generation and generation X, this is your fault. You are the generation that abandoned the community And it's your responsibility before you leave this earth to put forth the effort to put the African-American community back in a village-like culture. And as I say, it takes a village to raise one child, let alone a generation of children. Lady Future, let's clip it. Uh,
0: So what does that mean? Brother, what's happening? Nothing, man. Brother, how you making it? Steady fighting the man. That's a dialogue of dead men. Here we are continually shooting each other down. That's what the pigs want, for us to keep ourselves divided instead of seeing and doing what we can for the young brothers and sisters coming behind us. We are here smothering each other. Brothers killing brothers. And this has got to stop. It's only a matter of time before we go. We go either dying of pneumonia in some cold building or dying of an overdose of shit or wine in a gutter or they shoot us down in the street. All of that is immaterial. If we have to die, then let it be so that the language of the young brothers and sisters coming behind us can be the dialogue of living men.
1: Well, you know, I'm sure many of you recognize the voice that is Brother Billy D. Williams. So having said that, when you think he was speaking like that, 1970s? Mid 1970s, 80s, either way, it's about over 30 years ago. And the next one is James Earl Jones and listen to what he's saying. Lady Future, let's clip it. I
4: see, I see a grocery store. What do you see? I see a whole mess of Negro dollars Going into white pockets. Now look at that. They'll take our money, but they despise us so much they will not touch our hands in the exchange. Money is power, Brother Hill. You ain't lying. And why are we turning over our power to people who despise us? But Doctor Johns, the members of our congregation are professional people. They're not business oriented. Yeah, and that's our biggest mistake. Right now, we are only consumers. If we're only consumers, we're parasites.
1: You know, um, we have so many brothers and sisters that try to help us, give us philosophy, give us vision, and give us clarity about the game. And in recent conversations that I've had uh, with some of my colleagues, I advocate running a business. We need to run the community like a business because when we talk about jobs, in order to get a job, you got to have a business. And when you talk about jobs, you got to have a corporation, you got to have chains of outlets, brick and mortars. And so, if we don't have that, then how are we going to build our community? Because we're not business minded. Now, I'm fortunate that my line of work was running restaurants and I've ran restaurants for over three decades in my profession. And I was fortunate enough to work for a black owned chain and we had all of LA wrapped up. And when I say black owned, I mean, the person assigned signed my check, was an african-american man and many of you know golden bird and those of you that know me you you know i work for that company but when you work among yourselves you know that it can be done so there's no way that i'm ever going to give up on our community i know it can be done and it will be done lady future let's clip it
4: love (laughs) y'all that y'all look out to that claim that's getting money, killing, robbing, I guarantee if they was here, they would look into us like we the real men. That's right. Because we're coming into these neighborhoods to try to save y'all. Yes sir. So right. always remember, right. it ain't hard to kill another black man. Right. That don't make you gangster. That don't make you hard. That don't make you hard to take the drugs that the enemy put in our community and sell us. You know what makes you hard? You know what you get respect from? going back into those
5: same communities and make
1: them a safe and decent place to live. Again, there's many of our brothers and sisters speaking on the issue and not that sisters are not important because at this point, they're way ahead of the game. They waiting for the African man to catch up. Those conversations that they're having, the last three clips, It was an African-American man talking to another African-American man, meaning that we are the future. If there's no African-American man, there's no African-American community. There's no African-American village. And it's time for it to change. And as I'll always say over and over and over, whatever happens to the future of this community, you own it. It's all on you. There's no more pointing at the white man. You can forget that, okay? Because I also know of a generation that when we had the Black Wall Streets, Rosewood, those communities, and we had more opposition about being successful, but the African-American community would not be deterred from their agenda. Lady Future, let's clip it. Now, begging the master, for what?
6: We want jobs, Come on. we want jobs, do you have any jobs? You mean with all this education we got, we
7: don't have the ability to create a job? We gotta beg our former slave masters to give us what, if we united, we could give ourselves. Come on now.
1: These last few clips, you're hearing the same thing over and over and over again. So we might as well continue this party. Lady Future, let's clip it. The solution is to me, for
0: me to keep you informed, to let you know that by us threatening not to vote unless they have a specific reparations or specific pro-economic plan, is the solution. You don't give power to a people that gives away benefits to everybody else. The solution and strategy is we do nothing unless they promise reparations. That's the solution. I give you this information to let you know that we're affecting policy so that you will hold the line.
1: I like what the sisters stand. And I've had some heavy, deep discussions. And I think last uh, election, Ice Cube tried to get us to see it um, that strategy and many people resisted. Many people said no 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 no. Well, let's let's go with the philosophy. The Republicans don't like you, you clearly know that. they're only looking out for rich people. And all the black people that are Republicans, they're the thing that they say the most. they don't say, well, they're going to help our community. Those African-American Republicans, they talk about tax breaks for their businesses and their investments. They have no interest in the community. And far as the Democrats are concerned, yes, they may have government programs and so on and so forth. That's why we roll with them. But you're belittling and lowering your standard. At the end of the day, it's not the jobs that's gonna make the difference. It's creating the jobs. And we're not good at that because the fact that we're constantly, con- we want jobs. No, we want corporations. We want chains. And yes, the reparation is important. It's gotta be important, especially now because if we don't get reparations we don't have a chance in turning this thing around. It almost has to be a miracle to get all of these African-American men to come together and collectively see. But again, I could talk from blue on the face, but I don't know of any um, African-American men that of stature of different views can work together collectively to create an agenda or goals or template or blueprint for the African-American community. It really doesn't exist. And that's part of what's missing. Lady Future, let's clip it. Education is the most dangerous
2: thing that we have. It's what every particular people use to build their wealth. They know something. They have a goal, and idea, now they know what to do. But beyond that, it's family. Because when I studied white, right, the Jews, Mexicans, Asians, what do they have in common? They have a family order and a basis in which they go about doing things. But we, all we have is infighting. No, that ain't my family. Who bruh think he is? Think he the new Malcolm X or something? No, I want to be. I want to be 19 keys.
1: Again, I don't really have much to add to this because unless you don't understand English, it's clearly what these African-American men and African-American sisters are talking about. Lady Future, let's clip it.
7: Our Global our goal is to provide a platform for black businesses to reach a global audience and empower customers to support and shop the best black owned brands in beauty, fashion, art and lifestyle. We want to elevate the black economy by creating opportunities for black entrepreneurs to build and scale successful businesses. Real economic empowerment means providing people with access, opportunity and resources. It means us understanding the power of our dollar and keeping that money circulating in our communities. We were inspired by the story of Black Wall Street where Black Unity proved to be successful. We were inspired by what can be built when we support each other and invest in our communities. Empowered Global will be the biggest Black-owned marketplace where customers can discover products exclusively created by Black entrepreneurs. This is our Black Wall Street. This is our Black Main Street. This platform will fund and fuel the Black economy. It's essential for us to support and empower each other to create real change in this world. Together, we can make a difference. Together, we can empower each other and transform our communities. Together, we can build a more inclusive and empowering future. The time for action is now. Visit Empowerglobal.shop today. Love.
1: I know many of you um, recognize the voice and he has done some work and he is focused on our community and say, for example, the people behind the lines, the people behind the curtain that are really, really talking the talk and walking the walk, but they were smart enough to get somebody that would, that's able to communicate to a clientele that may and hopefully support the goal in which these people are trying to create. Because we can have all the businesses we want. You have one business, but if we don't go and support, and we should be jumping at the bit. I can't wait to give my money to Black people. I do not want to give my money to nobody else but to black people. And I tell you a story. One time, um, it, it was a sister, you know, and it hurt me to my heart. Um, but she was there at one particular time. Her and her husband were there at one particular time, and they they didn't really know all of what I have done. But she made the comment. She said, "It's really nice." to see you. She said, what position are you at? And I said, I'm the general manager. Oh, it's so great to see that. And then she slapped me in the face, you know, so are you creating any jobs? I don't see any black people working here. Now I did have black people there, but the point being is many of us feel like when you open up a door, when you get the opportunity, you should go back. And I have done this. So she doesn't really know who I am. I'm only expressing that this is the conversation that I had with one Black person's experience here at a restaurant that I was running. Lady Future, let's clip it
8: what I call a family legacy meeting. And with this family legacy meeting, I bring my wife, my brothers, my sisters, my cousins, all in one room, and we have financial literacy meetings. The same way we have seminars and webinars, but we do it in person as family, right? And um, there's a few stipulations. One of the things is everybody need to come to the table, open up their credit profile as a minimum mandatory. The second thing is everybody need to have their business. So when you come to the table, we want to see who has the best credit profile, and we do a SUSU, so everybody put up $200 a month, And every month we take the pot and we invest towards somebody else's financial development. So this month we may fix like my aunt credit because the credit is bad. We took money the next month and we helped my brother become a life insurance agent. So now he helps us set up our life insurance policies. Do all of these cool strategies, but I'm sharing this because you know we got to come together collectively and start in our family, start in our household to invest and get everybody in position, so we don't got to go rely on somebody else. My cousin, he works 40, 60 hours a week, knew nothing about investing, but he had an 800 credit score. We opened up his credit profile, he had 800. I put him on my LLC, got him $45,000 in funding in 24 hours.
1: Now, this is what I'm talking about. But then I'd like to ask the question say a family, African-American family, the average African-American family, just, I'm gonna use a number. If there's 1 million African-American families and we can pick them randomly, what percentage, and you ask this question yourself, what percentage of those African-American families have this structured type of meeting? in their community, within their family. Now, I do know there's one brother that uh, really close, went to high school with him. And even though his brother and sometimes his sister, they don't necessarily see eye to eye, but they have a monthly meeting where the moms, because they talk about looking out for their parents because their parents reach a certain age, right? So they talk about who's going to come this week to watch mom. Dad's got to go to the hospital, but they also talk about money. Okay, we got to pick up the mortgage here. Um, They fell behind here. They talk about family business. And no matter how they see each other, how they may have issues, at the end of the day, it's about family. And they don't allow anybody else to come because I wanted to come, you know, because I wanted to, no, you can't come to this. I'll tell you about it, but you can't come. Because there's people, African-American people, that have philosophies. Family first. Lady Future, let's clip it.
2: Snoop Dogg has a shop in Inglewood. The Inglewood side is blue, and they painted Snoop in a blue sweatsuit that has parts of it that resembles a blue bandana.
6: they going to shoot her whole fucking fish up. Them Englewood bloods gonna tear his foe let up her up. Can I keep it 55th street? Yes you can. Cause that's just like, this. Englewood is a city of nothing but Don who's damn near. So that's like a h-up for them coming on hood on 55th in Normandy or 57th in Normandy and wanting to paint Joe Moses in a red makeup for them bandana on our xbox or on our up for them office on neighborhood crypt right on the side. Hell! What? And you motherfuckers go got this now, and y'all living right here, and y'all got this center, and this is where you got cut payment. We gon' come. They will trip myself. I'ma personally play ball and tape up they whole, you motherfuckers coming disrespecting my hood on Tiny at FIP. I'm not playing no motherfucking games, cuz. I live by this shit. Live by this crippin'. I love this crippin'. Crippin' five ever. 55th street. Crippin'. Crip!
2: Would you reach out to him first? Like, I mean, but... Reach out? Reach out to to Joe Moses? No, no, not Joe Moses. I reach out to
6: Cud. am getting a loaded clip and busting Cud face in. Why y'all rolling?
2: A A lot of people got love for Snoop. So, Snoop... Snoop Snoop is is a clip. But Snoop 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 is not a a dumbass.
6: Cud, no. With that blue bitch in Inglewood. Where that's at, Cud. What the... Come on, Cud. You asking for a problem, Snoop. We love you, Uncle
1: Snoop. Oh, crap. Now, this bugged me. The way that this brother communicated and the reason why i had this clip because i'm shocked embarrassed that somebody would interview this individual the fact that they did this validates where we're going he does not talk about anything productive everything coming out of his mouth is destruction just like the gentleman said at the very first of the show and this is disheartening. And what are we gonna do as African-American men? Because if I was to sit here and say, are we strong enough? Do we have it in us to turn this particular culture around? I'm, I'm, not, I'm not sure that we do. It's almost like we may need to move to other cities and create our own community and not allow any gangs because there's nothing positive about being a gang member. And we're just mentioning the Crips and the Bloods. No one mentioned anything about the the, the gangs in in Chicago. This is not good for us. Lady Future, let's clip it.
4: It is an absolute conspiracy. You have too many black billionaires and millionaires who do not fund projects for black grassroots organizations to come up out of the condition that we are in. Too many people chasing the bag, but you don't get no damn respect because you sacrifice your people to be That's included right. to somebody else's group. Right. So, let's stop the nonsense, cut the cap, yeah. Yeah. In the game. That's this generation ain't playing with this no more. I want us to all understand this. There is a separation here. That's the right. commercialized talking, everyone wants to be soft and talk soft. The enemy doesn't give a damn about nothing you call yourself. You can call yourself a Moor, Hebrew-Israelite, you can say black, you can say FBA, all of that. We are considered to them. That's right. That is the very plain, simple reality. If you are a black millionaire but you can't speak the truth, you are nothing but a rich slave. That's right. And I will never trade my place with someone who has a lot of money but no respect for my own people. That's right. Too many of us get comfortable once we get a check and we forget where we came from. That's right. And you don't want to even go back around your people because you feel like we're not even worth being around. That's right. So at this point, again, this is a nice stage, a wonderful event, but knock it off. Those who are really about this, be about it. So that the enemy can say you know what we need to stop playing with these people and give them their real respect
1: and i feel like this is the only way that it's going to work because there are people that don't have the backing and all they need is a little help but when you're a millionaire and a billionaire you, you they'll say well that's capitalism okay that's great but what it, it stem from that's European culture? and European thinking. What this brother's talking about is Afrocentric thinking. Those of us that have made it, you're thinking Eurocentric. Why would you have money? Millions. And if you die, you can't take it with you. They're not gonna put it in a coffin. And nine times out of 10, many of these individuals, if their kids are not involved and don't have the same philosophy, they're not gonna reach back in the community because they don't know how to get to the community because their parents didn't raise them in the community. So therein lies the strategy. Why wouldn't you go back and help your people? For the life of me, all I can say is you've adopted the European way of thinking and many of us still thinking the African way traditions of thinking, at least tribal. Lady Future, let's clip it
4: yourself. This is why you have your own schools, your own banks, your own grocery stores, your own transportation systems, your own everything. If you don't get justice from this system, like the most honorable Elijah Muhammad said, if we cannot live in peace among you, among this system that is predominantly dominated by white people, then we must separate into our own. All these other people have their own thing. And they are not running around crying all day. Why? Because they have their own, they have their own everything. The problem is, we don't want to focus more on unity and separation versus us focusing on some way to like you said, take our hat off and go hat in hand to beg the white man for something else, when the reality is we have enough millionaires, we have enough athletes, we have enough actors, we have enough people in positions of authority, or at least with enough money, to where we can come together and buy up acres of land, build our own schools, and we we have our own schools, we need more of them, our own grocery stores, our own everything, to where we quite literally don't even need that system like that. We do have some black people in political positions. We gotta put more pressure on them. So at a certain point, it's like, we can't keep pointing at this one person or point at the same system that does what it does. I'm not gonna get pissed off at a snake for biting me. It's a
1: snake. Again, and what you hear is we can get our own business, we can do this. One of the challenges is how many African American do you know that operate businesses that understand cost of goods, understand labor percentage, understand overhead controllables, and what a PL means? Profit and loss statement, understand projections, understand trends. And because I ran businesses and because I always had to project and then reevaluate my goals set, it forced me to think about the African American community in that particular way. And what I mean is, if we're going to be honest, the present trend of the African-American community and I'm not going to put my opinion on it but put your own opinion and businesses run on trends. So let's be clear with that. So if we run a business and we have to set up goals and projections what are you projecting our community to look like by year 2045? Because in a couple of years it's going to be 2025 so it's pretty safe to say 20 more years later is going to be 2045 and then add another 20 years on to that and my projection is if we don't start working together in the next 20 years by 2065 we're going to be an economic slavery. and i'll explain a little bit of that at the end of the show lady future let's clip it i think you'll find sir that
4: there will come a time when black people wake up and become
2: intellectually independent enough to think for themselves
1: as other humans are intellectually independent enough to think for themselves. Then the black man will think like a black man and he will feel for other black people. And this new thinking and feeling will cause black people to stick together. And that's, as you know, Malcolm X, right? So I believe Malcolm X was assassinated in 1965. So it's clear to say that he had this conversation in 1961, 1962, or 1963. Either way, let's see, 60 plus 1963. Oh, that puts us at 2023. Now he had a vision. He had a belief. So do you feel like our community represents anything that Malcolm X was just talking about? And be honest with yourselves. Lady Future, let's clip it.
9: Can we be honest here? You still have to explain it to them sometimes. But I think if we're going to be honest with ourselves as Black women whether it was directly or indirectly, we learned that we cannot rely on black men. Therefore, if the community, right, is to be intact, black women have to inject ourselves in it so deeply to make up for the space of the absent black men. You get what I'm saying? Whether we wanted it to be this way or not, Black women have taken over the bulk of the black community. Positively, negatively, we are the ones that are present in the community when oftentimes our successful black men counterparts abandon said community. Whether y'all like it or not, the reason why Black women have had to do so much in the Black community is not because we are controlling and wanted to take it over. It's because Black men have abandoned the community, which left so many gaps.
1: This is where I like to say. Dominoske, uh checkmate, uh, message, or the latest, drop the mic. Lady Future, let's clip it. So 70% of inmates are a product of a
4: single-parent household. What they don't tell you is that single fathers produce similar statistics of those of homes with two parents, while single mothers don't. So the key to keep your children out of prison is the father, but mothers are awarded custody 90% of the time, women are incentivized
8: to leave a marriage, and prisons profit $74 billion a year.
1: I don't think there's anything to add to that, because the last few clips, it's clear. So, Lady Future, let's listen to the sister rapping. Let's clip it.
5: You ever see a black man walk? Me that got up off the page and decided to move and glide with spirit. You ever see a black man walk in the room Mars Cold style like, keep tab dancing, I'm here in those steps of messages and you have to listen carefully. They trying to kill me, stop searching, frisk me. There are prayers in a black man's walk. Don't let them shoot me down where I'm standing. Don't let the white chalk lines find me. Don't let me die in the streets like an animal. I'm a man, I swear I'm a man. When a black man walks, a whole generation lives to see another day, another sunrise, another mouth to feed, another seed, another sacrifice saved, another poem, another hungry burning cross, another mother breathing in her son's ear move east move quietly. keep your head down boy it don't matter if you are 16 or 60 when a black man walks he is always hunted he is always animal he is always standing out like a living corpse he smells like a kkk appetizer nuggets of his own flesh dipped in his own blood Ooh, When a black man walks, he often finds white women walking closely behind him. But you can't blame a white sister for liking the way a black man walks. She understands some things. And is cool with the fact that her babies will have nappy hair, even though she will not know how to comb it. When a black man walks, wait for it. Listen to the orchestra playing beneath his feet. Pay attention to the vibrations when he walks in a room. See how many faces change to fear in the presence of a black man. See how many women hold their purse so tightly their fingers grow numb. See how many men hide their eyes, wishing the darkness would go away. Maybe choke itself to death. That ugly two-third human being. That next to nothing black dot. That useless prison black spot. When a black man walks. Every day he is like Jesus, paranoid of crucifixion. Every day he is like Trayvon, knowing that his hoodie had nothing to do with his last breath. If only bullets could kill racism, poverty, and the traumas of slavery. You pay attention when a black man walks. You listen when a black man walks. His feet have a mind of their own, a compass, a homing device. 400 years of directions find your way home safely don't let jim crow steal your soul don't let gentrification lose your memory don't let police brutality castrate you do what your mama said do run 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 when their teeth are already covered in blood do what your mama said do run 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 when a black man walks he ain't got time to walk death is always like black men are the easiest to find they are the strongest but the most fragile they are the calm and the storm they die like they expect to when a black man walks think of it as a masterpiece a beautiful song that you may only hear once cherish it you may never hear it again
1: um that was some entertainment for all of us and the sister she clearly dropped the mic. So, Lady Future, let's clip it. The rappers, they're the new tool
0: of white supremacy. They, they help fuel the prison system. And then, not only are they the tool of white supremacy, they're the agent of darkness and Satan and the demonic forces and the devil's kingdom on Earth. Ain't nothing good about a rapper ain't nothing righteous about a rapper, ain't nothing godly, no god spirit, nigga, they don't give you one good song, so how I'm gonna go over there with them and all they rap about is kill a nigga, nigga, kill me a nigga, kill his mama, kill his family, we will wipe his family, they are my enemy as a black man that love the black woman, that love the black race, they gonna wipe us out. So no, I hate that, homie. They are a dark force of 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 the devil. So I can't side with
1: no demon force. Again, there's so many views. And what scares me the most, as I have this show, there are so many obstacles. There are so many challenges. And 99.910 are... African-American man related. Lady Future, let's clip it.
10: We gon' be done taking jabs and shots at each other Did Fauci raise you or something? We supposed to be sisters and brothers and not yeah. in the cliché way Like, nah, no, we go together real bad But the way we argue about every little topic is real sad That's Team Egg or Team Tories, the high value is you worthy BBL's from BB Hill, cuz ain't that how you get the ring like Cardi? Live fast, die young, and party How many rappers died? Like, 20? That's just Lassie And you can't resurrect them like the Easter Bunny I mean, like, Jesus, wait, we still lying to the children, too? At least save the babies, teach them to do for self like Elijah yeah. do Oh, wait, critical race theory, ain't they trying to take that out for Schools, wow. That's a pretty toxic move, but we'd rather focus on Krishan and blue face me you face the truth cuz I don't sugarcoat yeah. Black men need black women and vice versa yeah. get off them ropes yeah. the battle of the sexes Nah, it's giving willie lynch cuz at the end of the day They'll kill both of us and not flinch like how can we hold hands if we got on boxing gloves? What happened to the UNITY? that black love nothing stronger than that? It built dynasties and pyramids, but as I scroll through comments I see the damage that slavery did it's sad and weird, but one day it'll all stop the original king and queen will be back on But until then, control the tongue and use it to build Cause you'll never be whole if the spirit of your other half is
5: killed
1: I like that And thank you for joining the show We will be closing it out in just a second With a little bit of humor But I'm sure many of you remember this show But in that show of unity How many comedians did they have in that show? And those were the days of unity. Those were the days of the excellence and touching on the black community. But it is some humor. So I just want you to keep that in mind and we're gonna close the show. Lady Future, let's clip it.
6: Uh, 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 Ready? Yeah, I, I, I'm
1: ready. <laughs> hey, I'm having a lot of money on you, man. Well, uh y- y- y-
6: you uh g- you g- getting ready to be a rich nigga, you see, cause uh
7: cause uh come uh, uh next next
6: week. I, uh, I, I'm knocking somebody the fuck out. (laughs) You understand what I'm saying? I understand now.
1: (laughs) It took a while, but I got it. And again, thank you for attending the show and allowing me to come into your living room and express many of the comments and impressions of our people. Good night. Get
0: up and do my thing. I want to get into it, man, you know. Like a, like a sex machine, man. Yeah. Moving, doing it, you know. Yeah. can I count it off? 123 both 123
9: 123